0: would hope for in a new year based on the year that's just been, don't we? So we frame things around what has happened. So we quite often say, well, it's been a year, hasn't it? But I want us this morning to, as we sort of finalise the year, come to this last day, I want us to to go, it's been a, what sort of a year? It's been a year. So just with the people around you, just fill in the blank. It's been a uh, Year. Use an adjective to describe what sort of a year it's been. It's been a year. If you're at home and you have the technology to, to text into the, uh, the YouTube chat, please text in some of those adjectives. If it's been really bad, just don't use the wrong language. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we get some feedback. Um, one, so I'll, I'll say it for everyone at home. If you can't, you, won't, you probably won't hear it. But uh, I wonder if we get some feedback. What sort of a year has been? It's been a busy. Busy. busy, busy, very busy. Bad? Did I hear bad? Eventful. Eventful. Yes. eventful. Okay, cool. I hear someone over here. Different. Different. Average. Different? Average. <laughs> Average. <laughs> it's right middle line, isn't it? Interesting, okay, ever-changing, was that, yeah, yeah, it's good, tiring, <laughs> tiring, here. memorable, memorable, ah, yeah, memorable, you guys went, you guys got a lot of memories, terrible, now we're getting into the truth, <laughs> sorry Bruce? Walking with God. That's great to hear, Bruce. A year of walking with God. And hopefully next year is that same as well. Any others? Boy. Boring. <laughs> sorry, daughter. I'm sorry. We haven't made it more interesting for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anything else? Well, when I say terrible, I'm not talking personally. I'm talking about the world. The world. The world. <laughs> No, well, no, that's fair. That's fair. No, it's um, it is. There's a lot of truth in that, Tom. I didn't actually hear who that who said that, so I, I just. But thanks, Tom. Yeah. Well, it has been. It has been a year, and and I'm not sure if if you noticed. I think you're all being very kind because a lot of them were very neutral words. And they got, got memorable is really good. These guys got to go on a, a big Western Australia uh, tour and uh, re- have lots of great memories, I'm sure. Um, but as we look at the news, as maybe we look at the situation of things happening in our own lives, sometimes it's not all that great. Sometimes it's been hard. Maybe it's challenging. And I think sometimes we might say it's hard or it's a ter- because we, we remember the hardships, remember some of the things that were tough a lot quicker than remember the positives, don't we? I've asked this question to a few groups of of people that I'm sort of engaged with along the line and the majority of them say the first thing that comes to mind, it's been a tough year, it's been a hard year, it's been an interesting year, it's been an average year. And you have this sort of negative flow into it. And there's reasons for this. This uh, Psychology gives us reasons for this. There's a principle called negativity bias, which suggests that negative events have a greater impact on individual's psychological state and, and how we process um, more than neutral or positive events. It's thought to have become, come from like survival techniques, I suppose, Pay more attention to threats than to other things that happen or dangers in that. Then there's also the thought that negative events evoke stronger emotions than positive events. They therefore tend to be remembered more vividly and for longer periods. So remember the hardships. Remember the things that is on the news that really shocked us or... or stood out to us or the thing that pained us the most we remember that more vividly so it lasts longer people also tend to ruminate on more on negative experiences than on positive experiences Uh, who stayed awake at night when they've been really anxious because something's happened who's who's been awake or most of the night yeah who's been awake at night because the best thing ever happened that day (laughs) not one. <laughs> so exciting, but we, we generally stay awake because of the stress or the tension or, or the hardship of an experience. However, when we dig deeper into the memory banks, we actually start, and if we, if we did this as an exercise, I'm not going to do it, but if you did this, as a, you might want to go home today and reflect on this with, with whoever you're around today. If you dig a little deeper, you'll start to think of the great things that have happened throughout this year, the great things that God's blessed you individually and us as a church with this year, and not even just the good things that sort of stand out, like the, the, all the baptisms we've had this year. We had, we had 14 baptisms this year. There's about 13 more than we had last year, I reckon. <laughs> we can see the goodness of God in and through this year, not just in the big things, but if you really look into it, In the everyday. So, this morning, I want us to explore how we can look back on the year in order to go forward into the new year and how we can embrace joy, how we can engage in continual prayer, and how we can express gratitude in all circumstances we find ourselves in. So let's pray and we'll explore that verse that um, Dave helped us to, to expand while we we're and thinking about while we read it together. So let's pray. Our Lord, this morning as we listen to your word, as we think about your word, help us to engage in it in a way that helps us lead into 2024, into a new year, a new possibilities, new excitement as the video tells us, but also uh, that... Uh, how we see things, Lord, may we see them through your eyes and see the beauty of it in the everyday. So help us this morning to see that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the first thing we're going to do is look at embracing joy. And 1 Th- Th- Thessalonians 5.16 says, we, we, we read it, Rejoice always, always. That word rejoice means to feel or show great delight. So we should look like this all the time. <laughs> scripture calls us to be in this constant state of joy which is all good to say when things are going well but as we've heard there's been some terrible things happen this year it hasn't been easy for all of us we've lost loved ones we've had times in hospital we've had times where our children have been sick so to embrace joy in all circumstances we have to Really understand joy not as this happiness, not as a fleeting emotion, but rather as a really deep-seated state of being that's not rooted in the circumstance, but it's rooted in our relationship with God. See, joy can remain accessible because it's not based on the changing nature of our lives. Rather, it's grounded in the unchanging nature of God and unchanging nature of the promises of God. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Our Lord is unchanging, is unchangeable. His goodness to us doesn't change regardless of the up and down nature of our everyday life. This is where joy and happiness, they're not interchangeable. Happiness is dependent upon external circumstances, isn't it? It comes and goes with changing situations. I was happy on Christmas Day because there was this massive plate of food that kept me really satisfied. The next day, I was still happy because the leftovers were still there. The next day, the ham had all gone. It's temporary. It's <laughs> temporary. But joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit we find in Galatians chapter 5. We find joy because of the endless love, the grace, and the full, uh, faithfulness of God. There was, a, uh, there was a family who sat down for supper with their grandpa, who was an old farmer. And the old farmer was asked to bless the supper, and they had sort of biscuits and tea. They bowed their heads, and the elderly farmer prayed, "'Lord, I don't like the taste of flour.' It would choke me if I was to eat it by myself, by itself. I can't imagine trying to eat a chunk of butter by itself. I can't, uh, baking powder is the nastiest tasting stuff if I ate a spoonful of it. Salt wouldn't satisfy my hunger at all. But if I mix all these things together, they make the best biscuits I've ever eaten. So I thank you for the flour, the butter, the baking powder and the salt. But I thank you even more that you've brought them together to make this wonderful blessing of biscuits. Lord, as we sit together at this table, we're all going through different circumstances in our lives right now. So I ask that you help us to thank you for the circumstances each of our lives because they brought us together in this moment. The man saw beyond his immediate circumstance and saw that God is bigger. See, joy goes beyond the immediate, seeing what's right in front of us and sees God's hand in all things. So as we start 2024, I want to to encourage you to embrace joy. Perhaps you could cultivate a habit of seeing the blessings of God every day and recognize them. It could be by stopping to see creation each day. Maybe as you walk out the door or take a walk, it could be seeing a butterfly flying past and stopping to notice it. It could be seeing the kindness of uh, kindness in action of someone opening a door for you. It could be seeing God through a scripture that you read. Maybe at the start of 2024, you could write down some, three things in a, a joy journal. Three things that you're thankful to God for. That you saw through your day as you reflect at the end of it. And begin to find and embrace joy, even if it's been a hard day. Because God is at work every single day. Second thing is engaging in continual prayer. And we saw this in 1 Thessalonians 5.7. We're to find joy always, but we're to engage in continual prayer. Pray continually. We all know that prayer is key and vital in in, in communication with God, don't we? And it's there to deepen our relationship with God. We know that. Just as I connect more with Solari when I communicate with her, um, we, we get closer. But I don't just have a closer connection. I also have a greater sense of love for her as I communicate with her. It's the same with our communication with God. We've got to keep our communication with God as a real key space in our lives, because it deepens the relationship with Him and helps us to see God's hand in everything. And communication, it's two ways, isn't it? So it's not all about just saying, God, I want this and this and this and bringing the shopping list. It's actually about having this relationship with God and seeking God on an everyday basis. A good way to consider how um, you can engage with God is through the Axe prayer. I might have talked about this before, but I want to just, at the, at the end of a year, start of a new year, bring it to you again, because this might be a way that you were able to start your prayer life going for 2024. If you haven't heard of it, I'm going to go through it in a minute um, as well. ACTS is an acronym, starting with A, and the A starts with Adoration. Quite often if we come to God, if we come with a shopping list, we forget to remember who God is. And adoration is adoring God just because God is God. Acknowledging God for who he is. Thinking about the character of God. As we do this, we become aware of the blessing of God in our lives. Praising God for his endless love, for his grace, for his forgiveness. Reminds me of how much... I need grace and love and forgiveness rather than just coming and saying, this is what I need. So start with adoring God. You might open the Psalms up because the Psalmists write and write and write all about the beauty of God and his character. The C actually stands for confession. It's not something as a Baptist church we stand up the front and, and do a whole lot. We haven't got a little booth for you to come and confess or anything like that. We don't do that. But confessing to God actually brings us back to who we are and our humanity, the reality of who we are. It reminds us of how we do step back from God's law. Like Dave was saying before, we've all we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We've all sinned and fallen short of God's standard. So confessing actually humbles me before God to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you are God, we've just adored you, and I am not. And this is what I bring to the table, and I'm sorry. Helps us to look at ourselves and our deficiencies and bring that before God who is full of grace. And then we move to thanks, T. thanks, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving leads on from confession because we're thankful that he has wiped away the slate. He reminds us of, of all the good things he's done for us and continues to do for us and gives us. By, by thanking God, we are taking our focus away from what we need and giving thanks for what we already have been given. It reminds us God's working Daily. Uh, you might want to I used to do this as I drove to I used to work as a land surveyor and I used to do it as I drove to work in Hawthorne from Ringwood it's an hour drive it's a hard little drive you're just stuck in traffic but I just try and say thanks for everything that he'd given me for that whole hour and it wasn't hard it was, it was easy to get through We can say thanks for um, friends, we can say thanks for our neighbours, we can say thanks for our kids, we can say thanks for the safety of the day, we can say thanks for the the conversation I was able to have with a colleague, thanks for the laughter that we had um, in the the morning. Whatever you can be thankful for, say thanks to God for it because he gives us all these things. And finally, the S stands for supplication. This is the asking part because God asks us to to ask and you will get, you will receive. So it's the asking part, but it comes after adoring, confessing, and thanking because we don't come with a shopping list of what we want anymore. Because our minds now attuned to what God's given us, what God, who God is, what He's given us. We've laid our lives out before Him. We start to ask the things that are on the heart of God. We don't have a shopping list of requests, even though sometimes we want to pray for our our sick aunt or whatever it might be. But it's the things that are on the heart of God that we're asking for. I encourage you at the start of the new year, pray this way. You might have a, a journal, you might have your joy at the start. You might then put an axe prayer doesn't have to be long, but you might want to write it down. Like Dave was saying, they wrote in the book so they can continue to remember and remember and remember. You might be able to look back at the end of next year and look at your, some of your prayers and see how God's engaged in them. Embrace joy. Engage in continual prayer. And the third one is to express gratitude. Now, sir, uh, Scripture tells us to give thanks in all circumstances. All circumstances. That's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? It's easy to be thankful when it's good, when things are going well, but giving thanks in trials and in hard times, that's that's tough. It's sort of counterintuitive, really. So how do we do that? Firstly, it doesn't mean we have to, we talked about joy and happiness, it doesn't mean we have to be happy in our difficulties. Rather, it's maintaining an awareness of the presence of God in and through everything. So it's maintaining the promise and provision even through tough times. But gratitude in challenging times also does something within us. It takes our focus away from the problems and puts it onto the sovereignty of God. It helps us remember God's goodness through trials. It helps us remember how God has and will pull us through once again. I suppose the one person in the Bible that knows that more than anyone was probably Joseph. He's a good example of seeing God's purpose through the trials he faced, being left by his brothers imprisoned falsely, but seeing God's goodness to him in and through it, finding favor in the eyes of Pharaoh and giving him the opportunity and provision to house his family through the famine years. He was able to see beyond his circumstance. In the moment, gratitude seems countercultural, almost like an oxymoron. Yet cultivating this habit of gratitude will help you see God in and through all circumstances. Maybe you can use uh, your walk in the morning, if you go for a walk, to thank God for all the things that you see. Perhaps uh, while you're in a situation where you're finding it really difficult, you could just take a step back and say, Hey God, I thank you that I'm alive and well and able to be in this space. Perhaps you could actively show and share gratitude with others around you. Perhaps for the things that you see or notice them doing. I'm always thankful for the people in this church. But I want to I pick out two people this morning to say, to say thank you to. And that's Barry and Yvonne. I want to say thank you, Barry and Yvonne, for um, the Douglases. For, for many years, they come weekly into this building and you may not know it, but they just straighten everything up. They neaten everything up. They put the pencils back in the back of the chairs. They put the cards in the back of the chairs. The little pads in the back of the chairs. So that you can, every Sunday morning, you can come in. And if you need to write a prayer request, you can put it in the, the, um, the prayer request. You can use the pads for taking notes or whatever. And we may not see that, but Barry and Yvonne have done that for, for many years. So thank you, Barry and Yvonne. I really thank you for the ministry that you've done for us over very, very many years. So thank you very much. You may not know that those things happen, but when we express gratitude, it actually changes who we are a little bit as well. You might want to think about starting a, a WhatsApp group with two or three others. Uh, it might be a, an Attitude of Gratitude WhatsApp group, where you start to share a little bit of what's going on in your life. Hey, I'm really thankful today because, hey, I've just seen something awesome happen. and How good was that? I'm so thankful to God because of that. And our heart starts to become nurtured or attuned to being grateful. Be grateful and give thanks in all circumstances. And the final part of this verse 18, it says, "The will of God in Christ." This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The final part says this: "This is for, this is God's will for you." This whole thing about being joyful, about praying and about being thankful in all situations. It's not just good advice. It's what God wants for us because of... of it's like he's saying that this is the way we, 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 we need to live. This is, this is what living is all about. When we do these things, we're not just ticking a box to go, Well, that was good. We've done, we've done that. It's about choosing to be joyous when things times are tough. It's about taking time to chat to God on a continual basis. It's finding the things in life to be thankful for. It brings strength to our relationship with Jesus. It spills over into the relationships of people that we meet on a daily basis. It, it, it builds up one another. In Christ, as we feed off one another as well. And it's all done, regardless of what life throws at us. So as we're on the cusp of this new year, let's take a a time today at some stage to reflect deeper on the year that's passed. Because how we base 2024 will be based on what we've heard in 2023 a year of highs and lows, personal and world challenges. Through it all, we can see how God's been working in every moment. But as we look ahead, let's approach a new year, not just with resolutions that are finished by mid-January, but with a, a real heart commitment, a commitment to consciously, consciously embrace joy, to engage steadfastly in prayer, And consistently find reasons to be grateful. They're not just fleeting goals. They're essential practices for living a life that God wants us to live. So let's step into the new year with optimism, with faith, ready to embrace these blessings in exciting and new ways. Each day is a fresh opportunity to live these out. To make an impact. To shine the light of Jesus into others. So let's make this year a testament to joy, to prayer and to gratitude with God guiding us every step of the way. Let me pray. Our Lord and God, we thank you for your word that gives us direction and help. We thank you, God, that we're able to see you in all circumstances. And Lord, regardless of what that adjective we've used in that sentence, God, you're there the whole way. May we see you, continue to see you, in and through our everyday lives. May we express joy. May we continue to pray. May we continue to give thanks for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen.